Welcome again to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast, episode four. Um, today is Wednesday, the 6th of May, uh, 2020. Uh, I appreciate everyone. Um, I'm along with my wife, uh, Sister Charissa. Uh, and so, uh, again, you know, why don't you lead us in prayer real quick? Father God, we come before you this day in thanksgiving and praise. We give you all glory and honor for this is the day that you have made and if we shall rejoice and be glad. Now, Father, we thank you as we go forward in this podcast, Lord, that you just direct us, Lord God. We thank you for touching each and every one, Lord God, who can receive this. May this be a blessing unto them. May it be a help. May questions get answered and, and, and questions also reach out unto us. We thank you, Father, for being done in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, you know, I was sitting here um, thinking about uh, the topic or what we were going to talk about today. And, you know, I thought about our ministry and our ministry, again, is a ministry in the community uh, where we are a ministry that helps families uh, uh, with emergency emergency uh, shelters and things like that, shelter uh, we help with, uh, you know, bills, things like that, that, you know, hardships, uh, food, uh, food baskets, uh, things of that nature. Uh, we also help young men, you know, uh, uh, especially in this time when uh, states are reopening, you need a shirt or a tie, or shoes for an interview. I think those things are very important. Uh, coming from a place where uh, I've been in management and corporate management and restaurants off and on since I was 19, I can tell you right now, uh, within the first 10 minutes, you can you decide on whether or not you're going to hire someone, and a lot goes into that decision as far as you know parents, because uh, that shows effort. So, uh, you know, this is just the the ministry that we uh, have, and it's uh, you know we're just getting started. Um, uh, and I hope and I pray it grows into much more. Uh, you know, thinking about uh, with everything that's going on, you think about homelessness and you think about uh, families and, and, and going homeless, you know, uh, in this day and age. You know, the way it's set up now, if you don't know, um, when a family goes homeless, um, they're separated from they're separated in the sense that man's, a man will go to the man's shelter, a woman will go to the women's shelter along with the kids. And so on that aspect, that is just extremely tough on a family to be separated, first of all, in, in, in a situation where you're homeless, let alone, um, you know, you're going through the situation, uh, the toll it takes mentally, spiritually. You know, a lot of times people look at homelessness as just your fault. It is, it's on you. And so, you know, a lot of times there seems to be a lack of compassion for people when they go homeless, you know. And, and I think that's horrible because homelessness, you know, a lot of times, whether it is brought on by decision making or not, it's the issue. The children didn't ask for it. They didn't ask we here. Uh, and they shouldn't have to suffer that. And I think it's important to keep the family together when they're going through such a hard ordeal. Um, 
And more than ever, I think it's important that you keep the family together. And so with that being said, there aren't too many programs out there that help keep the family together. You have Family Promise, uh, and that's a program where they they keep the family together. The idea is you go from church to church every week. The church will host you, feed you, uh, you know, uh, then you would come back to what they call the day center or their office and you would look for employment and things of that nature. Um, unfortunately, that, that program is severely understaffed and um, in some cases misguided and it affects the family. And at the end of the day, the family suffers for that misguidance in that direction. And so um, our ministry, I believe, fills in the gaps. You know, we really want to be a blessing to families and keep the family intact. Uh, and one of the things I think is a connection, uh, mental illness is, is, a, is a thing that's it's really affecting our young people. Uh, and it's, it's really a fight. It's really hard to fight that, you know, when, you, when you've gone homeless as a family. You know? uh, and, you know, I think uh, you can attest to that, Shereen. You know, your brother, I think, it dealt with some mental ill issues and things like that. And he was also dealing with homelessness, right? Absolutely. Uh, during the time when uh, we lost our mother, uh, he really took it hard. And uh, it was three of us, uh, myself, my sister, and my brother. And uh, me and my sister, even though it was hard on us, uh, my brother, I believe, took it the hardest. And in that, it was hard for him to adjust and adapt at trying to just make it and survive out there and understanding how to use survival skills in the world. So at a point he did become homeless. He started issue, having issues with uh, alcohol, as well as just, you know, trying to cope with life in general. And I believe at a certain point, he did go through a mental breakdown and uh, he just, you know, lost lost himself, you know, in reality, in the world. And one thing led to another, and then we end up losing him totally, uh, completely to the world because he passed away. So it's hard, and each and every individual has uh, their own way of coping and dealing with things in life hardships. And when it comes to homelessness, I, I truly believe that to get through such a hardship in life like that, you do need to be together. Family needs to stick together to, to be able to get over that hump, get over that stumping, stumbling block so that they can uh, get past it and, and be able to you know, be a witness to someone else and let them know and see that, you know, even if it happens in, in, in their life, you know, you can overcome it, you know, as long as you stick together and you have that support from one another. Uh, that, that's true. I mean, you know, we, as a family, we went through homelessness. So we, we faced that back in 2009. We actually went through uh, uh, family promise. Um, and that's what really kind of launched our ministry in a sense that 
we saw so uh, so many discrepancies in how they they handled you know the situation, and rather than complain about it, we felt like we need to do something about it. And when I say that, uh, you know, as as you go through homelessness, you need to be able to identify what you need to do to get out of that situation, what needs to happen. And I think one of the things that our ministry uh, um, addresses is the fact that uh, as a family is, goes through that process, there needs to be actually a process. So for example, our goal is to have a 24 hours, seven day a week shelter for family uh, families that go homeless. Um, it's also to educate them uh, financially uh, that they are able to be able to sustain themselves when they when they come out to find uh, housing uh, to be able to also you know as far as the entrepreneur side you know for instance we you know we have a program uh, vertical farming and that's being able to produce uh, vegetables and things of that nature without soil um, so these are some of the things that we like to do it's also a way for families to be able to make money, take those vegetables and fruit and things of that nature and be able to sell it like at a farmer's market. So it's not just about housing homeless you know, families, it's also educating, equipping, building so that they can go out and be independent and sustainable. When we went through uh, the homelessness, we, we went through as a family, I, you know, those are things that are just lacking that we saw uh, we just, you know, we saw those things as a, uh, it was hard to come out of a shelter and it was kind of like, if you didn't have things, if you didn't have something going on when you went into it, um, it was almost hard to try to, you know, dig your, you know, get up off your, off your back and get on your feet. And so I feel like these tools will help families, you know, I feel like this will help a family get on their feet, become independent. Uh, so we have a lot of ideas uh, rooted in our ministry to really help families. And we also have the experience. We know what it's like to go through that, uh, you know, so we're not naive to not understand that. Um, and so at the point we're at now, we're on the other side of that storm and we're able to look into that and, and be able to help a family through that and, uh, you know, come out on the other side. Uh, talk about the effect it has on children homelessness on children well <clears throat> excuse me children uh see things a lot differently than we as adults because a lot of times they don't understand or uh know why they have to go through uh, uh the process of being homeless or or not having their own and uh as my experience with our own children uh you know a lot of times uh it was a uh, embarrassment uh wanting uh to be you know closed off about it not wanting to really talk about it they didn't like the fact that they did have to go through it um but I think with us being together, actually, I know by us all being together, it helped ease a lot of that, that tension and that pressure that they dealt with because that we were all together and we weren't separated. And uh, we don't know how it is in a lot of other cities, but in Muskegon, just like my husband mentioned earlier, you do get separated. Uh, 
husbands from wives. Uh, in the beginning, they had a program where certain age uh, young boys, they couldn't stay with the moms if they were, uh, I guess, in their teens and they had their own uh, little shelter program for young men. But then I guess with funding that was limited, that program isn't offered anymore. So now a lot of young boys that are above certain ages, they have to go to the men's shelter and they're still getting separated from their moms. And, you know, it's just difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you know, um, I, I think the biggest challenge is in, in addressing this, the biggest challenge is getting people to, to change the way they perceive uh, homelessness, to change the way they look at it, you know, um, I think you have to address it. I, I, I think you're not playing a, a blame game because everybody's situation is different. Uh, everybody, you know, uh, just like with what happened with this virus, you know, um, nobody asked for this. And so you, you just can't, you know, turn your back or turn your head and, and not deal with this issue by just simply trying to justify it by saying, well, you know, um, maybe you, you, the way you spent your money or maybe it's something you did wrong to end up there. And I think that's why we're in the situation we're in now with uh, police brutality is because for so long, we would just look at that situation and just say, oh, well, they had to have done something for that to happen. Oh, they had to, you know, gave the police officer a hard time and not address the issue of training and not address the issue of, uh, anger management and things of this nature, uh, uh, you know, concerning uh, police officers and even concerning the, you know, the general uh, public, you know, being able to communicate what not to do, what not to say and things of that nature. And so I think homelessness needs to be addressed in that manner because you can no longer turn a blind eye to this. This is horrible to have families and, and, and people on the street sleep right next to restaurants and, and you know, while you're going on about your day, there's somebody across the street. I mean, these things are playing out all across America. You know, you can drive to Grand Rapids and, and just see that for yourself. Certain parts of downtown where you see people laying on the sidewalk, this is ridiculous. And you have to begin to address these issues. Uh, I think what you're seeing is even it's spilling over into the schools where you're dealing with these issues and, and, and you're seeing violence and, and anger and things of this nature. We have to begin to address the family as a whole. Um, no family should go uh, uh, without. No family should be uh, 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 in the streets trying to figure out their next move. And so that's why our ministry addresses this. And our ministry, not only do we believe in keeping the family intact, but we also believe that you educate financially from a standpoint of not blaming someone or fault, but from a standpoint of uh, 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 being able to give someone tools that they can better themselves and put themselves in a better position. Um, so we think these things are important to be able to work with other organizations and things of that nature. Um, uh, I really do think a lot of these programs have become too big and they move too slow to address these issues. And these issues have to be addressed in a way from, from the bottom up. You have to be able to, to put the tools in the people's hands in order for them to build a better life for their families. You cannot think you can do it from the top down. You have to be able to directly affect the families and put them in a better position to build and I think once you do that, it helps with violence in the community. 
it helps with building a stronger community. Um, how do you see, uh, Sheree, how do you see um, homelessness affecting violence in the community? Well, with homelessness being affected by violence, violence is more and more out there. Like you said earlier, it's in the schools more with the mm -hmm. bullying. Uh, uh, nowadays, they're also attacking teachers. You know, so it all starts in the home where we have to start teaching our children. And that's where the basis of it has to start to continue to stop the violence mm -hmm. out here in the street. As you teach your children in the home and as you have that that family environment, we need to get back to basics where we spend time together as a family. Mm -hmm. People need to sit down and, and talk about their day find out what's going on in each other's lives, communicate more with one another, step away from the video games and the computers and the cell phones and the TV just for a little moment, a time of your day to find out what's going on in each and every one of your lives in that household. Also, you're teaching your children different type of mannerisms and skills and and just bringing that love and joy back to the homes mm -hmm. yes everybody's household is different and everybody has their own issues that they're dealing with but at some point you can bring some type of joy to one another by mm -hmm. just doing little things mm -hmm. and those little things will help stop a lot of the violence that are being created because it's all about love yeah. everybody wants to be loved everybody wants to have someone show some type of compassion towards them yeah. so as you go out here and you do that amongst yourselves in your own home then it can spill out into the world as we're out here and about and then it also teaches them how to respect authority yeah, and they won't have true. to worry about the the police being a uh, 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 violent toward them if they know how to respect authority a lot of issues nowadays with our young people is they don't expect respect the the authority that's out there especially when it comes to law enforcement because they have this picture of them being so brutal and it's not always about racism sometimes that has a factor but it's not always about that it's right. about respecting one another and right. you also have to teach your children when you're dealing with those issues that comes in place when racism is a part of you have to teach them at home it starts at home first by right. teaching them if you know you're going out here you driving put your hands on the steering wheel put your hands in front of you listen to what they're saying and in that you always make sure that you keep your hands in front so that there's no type of any inclination that you're reaching for anything yeah. but you know even looking at that i'm glad you said that because that's important and it does start at the home and that's why it's so key to keep the family together but also that's why it's key to make sure that you know they have a roof over their head and that they don't have to worry about where i'm gonna get my next meal from and i think if you if you focus on the family and you begin to help the family you're gonna really reach a lot of young people and that's why i really like the fact that the ideas that you have as far as bringing back those things that used to make us uh, closer as a community like plays and doing things in the community like you know different things like the the, the, the bookmobile 
the idea that, you know, that you have is a part of our ministry being it, you know, we feel like reading is important. Absolutely. Uh, and, and so uh, things like these programs that, you know, you have that, you know, a part of repairs of the breach, I think are so key to that. Um, I think it's important because these things need to be talked about. You know, how do you deal with the police? How do you deal with that fear? Because we all have felt it when you see those lights and they get behind you. And how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the fact of the anger? You have to be able to let that stuff go and you have to have humility. You know, it's unfortunate that we've watched some people who, you know, in this decade lose their life just over a fact of how they responded to certain situations. Um, you know, and it's unfortunate, you know, I, I believe humility is a big part of it. Uh, and I think that's where our, our program, our ministry is so important. It's so key. It really addresses the, the needs of family today. Um, and the fact that we need to be able to educate uh, uh, and eradicate homelessness by being able to provide uh, uh, not just jobs, but entrepreneurship and being able to provide the keys to be able to build a business from the ground up and to be able to do things, to be able to create your own economic stimulus. Absolutely. Um, you know, um, also when you begin to deal with the family, I think it also, you get down to a lot of times um, the root of a lot of issues. Like for instance, what faces a lot of families today, especially our young men, is homosexuality, uh, which I believe is rooted from this, this, this thing of you know uh, sexual abuse. Uh, there's a lot of sexual abuse that has have, have went on, is going on today, have went on in our generation and generation before. So many people haven't even come forth and saying and telling what has happened to them in the past because they are living in fear or worried about what somebody would think of them or worried about if someone will believe them or not. Right. No, that's true. Uh, you know, we were talking about this the other day, how, you know, you had, you know, a generation before us where, you know, if your family, you don't talk about those things or you don't expose uncle Ray for doing the things that he's done. And I, I just think that was the wrong way to do things. And, uh, you know, I, I think it created this this gap, this this hole where you know we've lost a lot of you know young men and and, and this anger, um, and so I think we need to get our focus back on uh, healthy, creating healthy families, uh, giving families an outlet to you know be able to have expression and to be able to you know uh, strengthen our families and our community. Um, Talk about your program, uh, uh, your food basket program that you you come up with in repairs, uh, something that you uh, plan to do uh, during the holidays, the turkey basket. Uh, yes. Uh, during the holidays, uh, around about Thanksgiving time, we are planning to do different turkey baskets uh, with a full meal in it. Uh, whether it's prepared or unprepared, but we want to put together baskets to give out to at least 100 families within the city of uh, Muskegon and uh, nice. to just be a blessing, to nice. be a blessing to a lot of people who uh, may not uh, be fortunate enough to uh, 
prepare a, 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 a healthy and full Thanksgiving meal. So this is something that we've been uh, working on for a while and uh, it's very exciting to get it together and to be able to go forward and go out and uh, blessing a lot of families with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think it's a great idea. I think it's something you can really grow to help people. I would like to see it grow into a thing of where we're providing food baskets for people on a daily basis because I think, again, the key needs to be family. If you're going to build a strong community and you want to see a community free from violence, the key is the family because everything starts at home. And I think our ministry really addresses those issues. You know, uh, the ideas that you come up with, the ideas that we have shared uh, really address uh, the total family. Um, you know, uh, I think it's so important. I can't stress enough, you know, even when you when you think about you know, you've got to be able to do this thing from the bottom up and really uh, help the family to come to a place where they're healthy, uh, they have a foundation, uh, they can stand on. Uh, and I think this really helps, especially in times like these. Um, you know, it's very important that we address these issues. Like, for example, right now you, you have issues with people who are, have not gotten a stimulus check. And I think, you know, again, this is where we, we as a church, we, we lack the uh, inspiration to be able to come up with ideas to uh, uh, be able to create stimulus, uh, uh, economic uh, impact for, for the people in the community. We have to begin to open up ideas for young people as well. I mean, absolutely. We all need to come together and come to the table with these ideas so that we can all sit down and, and execute a plan. Absolutely. Because it's important because, you know, there's, a, again, I, and I think I've said this before with tithes and offerings. I think as a church, we've gotten that wrong. We've, we've kind of, go from the top to the bottom, you know, uh, take care of their leaders. And then it's supposed to trickle down to the people and it has it and it doesn't work uh, well. I think you have to do it bottom up. You have to get the hands, the money in the hands of the people. And then if you, if it, the whole purpose of having Bible studies and, and having Sundays is to equip the people so that then there you trust that they're able to make those right decisions and be able to give and things like that and you equip them with the knowledge and if you put the hands the money in the hands of the people they will do what they're supposed to do because you're teaching them through the word of god and that's how you create an economic you know stimulus uh, i think that this this demonstrates that and i think also again you know we talk about the beginning of the year this is the year of the mouth that you have to look at this and understand this is a year of platform and God is taking that platform and taking it away from these people who have spoken on things and have done nothing with these platforms. And now's the time for people. If you have an idea, if you have a vision, if you have a dream, if you want to build a business, do it, build that platform. God has put that ability in the hands of people. You have social media platforms where you can build a ministry. You can build so that you can be a blessing and impact the kingdom of God. Exactly. And not only that, but be able to draw people into the kingdom of God and understand we're more than just noise on Sunday. We're more than just uh, uh, candles and, and, and putting our hands together to pray. We're war prayer warriors. We're 
intelligent. We're smart. We can come up with ideas on how to build business within the church to create our own economic uh, uh, stimulus to where we can be a blessing in the in in this in our communities and advance the kingdom. Amen. And and help out the needs of the people. That's it. Absolutely. So, um, you know, again, we pray that our ministry prayers of the breach ministries ministries of Muskegon. We pray that it is a blessing as we continue to do this podcast, as we continue to grow. Uh, we thank God for the people of Muskegon and Muskegon Heights. Uh, we just pray that even in this time, God will continue to strengthen families. Uh, God will just be just begin to do a work within families. And, and we just pray uh, even now that God will just begin to give an understanding and wisdom that as people come forward and begin to create platforms and build, that he would just touch it and cause it to grow even as he touched Bitcoin and cause it to shoot up. And, and, and he would do so in this time and this day. Uh, amen. And so with that being said, uh, uh, yes, I would like to uh, read the scriptures coming from Psalms chapter six, verses one and two. O Lord, rebuke me not in thy anger, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. And in that saying, we continue to reach out and have God continue to show us and teach us and guide us as we build, as we continue to go forward and learning and getting understanding in the things that we desire to do, especially for one another. Our desire and our hearts are for the people and the love of God to show them that God loves them and that he is here for them. And in that, we thank you for this broadcast today on our podcast. And this is Sister Sharissa. And Brother Walter. And we're out of here. Yeah, you know, how you do stuff to your career. I thought you were awesome.